When Bush Sr. landed in Odessa, Texas, it wasn't his first time navigating a vast ocean of blue. Decades before, he'd fallen into the Pacific Ocean after being shot down by the Japanese. In World War II, he fought to knock down a foreign enemy. At home, he fought to pump up the GOP. Bush was a pioneer in building the Republican Party in Texas. SMU professor Carolyn Barta covered Bush's campaigns and presidency as a reporter. Back in the 50s, when he was in Midland, he was a precinct chairman. And they, the Republicans used to joke back then that there were so few Republicans in Texas they could meet in a phone booth, if anybody remembers <laughs> what a phone booth is. Bush moved his family to West Texas in 1948 to get into the oil business, not public life. The Yale graduate bought a little house in Midland in 1950 in a development nicknamed Easter Egg Row. Back then, Midland was a small, close-knit community. When the weather's kind of chilly and we start to kiss and hug, everybody thinks she's... Hank Williams was number one on the country charts. Bush built a network in the oil fields, started his own oil company, and raised six children, one of them a future president. After becoming a millionaire, Bush turned to public life. He came in at a time where the Republican Party was was still the minority party in the state. Jonathan Nearman is a former chairman of the Dallas County Republican Party. Nearman says it was after Bush moved from Midland to Houston that his political career picked up speed. In 1962, Bush became chairman of Harris County, and his role as a party builder began. First, Nearman says, he embraced the radical right. Then he picked off Democrats angry about integration. And blending them in with the traditional moderate Republican base was a very difficult thing. And that is echoes, I mean, you look at today's Republican Party and it's the same issues that uh, party chairmen are facing today. At the end of the day, Bush understood a political party is a medley of different groups. And you have to find enough issues that can build a coalition that would allow you not only to win elected office at the local level, but on the statewide and the national level as well. So what issues did he run on? What were the issues he found that would help unite and not tear apart? Early on, it was certainly economic issues, you know, helping the economy. It was sort of a pushback of the FDR New Deal policies. In 1964, Bush jumped into a U.S. Senate race against incumbent Democratic Senator Ralph Yarborough. Although he ran tough, Bush couldn't overcome charges of being a carpetbagger. Next came a successful run for Congress and then another Senate loss in 1970. In running both of those races, what Bush did was he built an organization across the state. SMU's Carolyn Barta says he also helped redirect the party. The backbone of the Republican Party then were the Republican women volunteers. They were housewives looking for something to do. They got involved in Republican politics. These women, known as Bush Bells, would show up at campaign events in red, white, and blue, silk-like scarves. Even after Bush left for Washington, the Bells, many of whom came from Dallas, continued to rally for Republican candidates. Bush also knew how to court reporters. He was uh, really accessible to the Texas press in whatever job that he had. And 
I think he recognized that one way to grow the party was to get more coverage for Republicans because there weren't a lot of Republicans out there doing things then. And he was just a very genuine person. He was who he was, a New Englander who became a Texan by choice, but he was always who he was. Long before she was senator, Kay Bailey Hutchison got to know Bush as a reporter for the NBC station in Houston. George Bush became such a favorite of the press because he was so much fun and lighthearted. He would tell a lot of jokes and say what he thought, but in a very um, articulate, nice way. Hutchison took careful notes, and during her two decades in office, she followed Bush's lead as a consensus builder herself. Meanwhile, Bush would serve as ambassador to the United Nations, chairman of the Republican National Committee, and CIA director. In 1980, after losing the presidential bid to Ronald Reagan, he finally landed a White House office as vice president. Nierman says that's when he put together an extensive Rolodex. The vice president oftentimes has to attend ceremonial events, whether it's the opening of this you know, embassy overseas or attend this foreign leader's funeral. You go to so many of those, you naturally have to build relationships overseas. You naturally come into the White House as president with this built-in advantage of knowing who these people are. And that's something that we really lose when we elect governors or, you know, one-term senators who run as outsiders. They may have wonderful qualities, but they can't come close to that sort of international experience that President Bush had. And Nierman says Bush's presidential legacy is defined by his overseas achievements. And now with reform underway in the Soviet Union, we stand at the threshold of a brand new era of U.S.-Soviet relations. Shortly after Bush took office, the Berlin Wall fell. And two years later, his bombers struck the Persian Gulf. After the coalition victory in the Gulf, Bush addressed a joint session of Congress in 1991. He thought he could finally turn to domestic policy. If our forces could win the ground war in 100 hours, then surely the Congress can pass this legislation in 100 days. Let's At home, though, a recession intruded, and in 1992, he lost the job to Bill Clinton. He returned to Texas, mostly staying out of politics, at least until his son, George W., ran for governor and ultimately president. Jonathan Nierman says there's been a transformation in Republican candidates since Bush Sr. Today, they embrace the label outsider. Bush 41 was the ultimate insider. He had already been a World War II war hero, a U.S. congressman, a failed Senate candidate, CIA director, RNC chairman, U.N. ambassador, and ambassador to China. This is a man who had a tremendous amount of public experience. Uh, And so I don't know that we'll see another man like him or woman like him in the Republican Party for years to come. By building relationships and uniting a disparate Republican Party, Bush showed how to create lasting coalitions and helped turn Texas ruby red. From KERA in Dallas, I'm Lauren Silverman for the Texas Standard.